as you find your seats, if you'll turn with me in your Bibles, the back end of your Bibles to 2 Peter, chapter 3, verse 18. For Christ and His kingdom, it's not about us. For Christ and His kingdom, it's not about us. Did you see our motto in the lobby? What's our motto? Nothing. What's the motto with you? Did you see our motto in the lobby? If you missed it, you got to see it. I mean, these are the little things that excite a pastor with a new building. It's the words that God gave me a little over six years ago as I started as senior pastor of Orangewood Presbyterian Church. It was a vision night before I was going to be uh, preaching a candidating sermon. Talk about nervous. It was a vision night that we gathered on a Saturday night in October in 2002. Together as the body of Christ, many of you have since joined this church at that time. And these words were first heard. For Christ and His kingdom. It's not about us. That has been the rallying cry. And for this Vision Sunday, like all Vision Sundays, this Vision Sunday is not the celebration of a new vision. What this Vision Sunday is, is the alignment of all that we are doing, striving to do God's will to execute His vision for His church here at Orangewood. Vision Sunday isn't creating something new. It's making sure that we are implementing this exciting vision, that we are executing what God has given to us. Please take your bulletins. Let's look in your bulletins as we begin this morning. And under the sermon notes, you're going to see motto, vision, and mission. And if you will humor me this morning as you take those out, let's read those together. Motto, for Christ and His kingdom, it's not about us. What a great reminder. You know, a lot of times at churches, people always say, man, things change a lot. People change. Uh, ministries change. We quit changing the name of Sunday school. We've gotten that loud and clear. We change it about every chance we can. But one thing that hasn't changed since I have had the incredible privilege of being senior pastor of Orangewood Presbyterian Church, and it's this motto. I wake up every day and I say, God, may I live for Christ and his kingdom and be reminded it's not about Jeff. And I got to tell you, I need it every day. Oftentimes I live my life forgetting. And as a church, we also have to be reminded that it, 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 all that we do, all that we are, all that we represent, this church is about Jesus. This church is about Christ and his kingdom. And being reminded it's not about us. What about a vision? Read with me. Transforming Central Florida and the world into the kingdom of God through the power of the gospel. That's a vision that comes right from the Lord's Prayer. When Christ's disciples were asking Jesus, hey, teach us how to pray. I mean, it's amazing to hear you talk to your Father. I mean, we are so enthralled when you just start to pray and, and you leave us and you go up into the mountains and you spend sometimes the entire night with your Father. We want to have that intimacy. We want to have that knowledge. We want to be able to pray with that fervency. And so Matthew chapter 6 gives us Jesus teaching his disciples, the close ones, how to pray. He says, pray in this way. Our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. 
Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done here on earth as well as it is in heaven. You see, we're not just passing by. As Christians, we aren't living our lives just waiting for the good stuff to come and the new heavens and the new earth. God has rescued us, loved us, set us free so that we now are the primary vehicle that God is using to usher in His kingdom. So our vision is a transformation of Central Florida. Our vision is a transformation of this world into the kingdom of God through the power of the gospel. Picture it with me. You see, our hope isn't in the Democratic Convention or the Republican Convention. Our hope is in Jesus. Our hope is in this whole world worshiping Him. There's only one name that you'll be saved under heaven. It's the name of Jesus. Missions exist because worship does not. Our goal, our passion, our vision always has to be for the transformation of our lives, our families, our neighborhoods, our workplace, our community, our state, our world into the kingdom of God for the glory of Christ. So more and more worshipers are pulled in so they'll know and love Jesus by God's grace like we do. It's our vision. It's a vision worth living for. It's a vision worth dying for. So as you think of what our motto is and what our vision is, that leads to our mission. What are we now called to do? And we stunk saying together our vision. So I'm going to give you a little warning now. We're going to repeat together our mission. It's in your bulletin right there. You're going to read along with me. All right. You all ready? Here we go. Mission. Equipping and empowering the family of Orangewood as ambassadors of Christ to live out the gospel in word and deed. That's why we believe we're here as a church. is to equip you, Ephesians 4 says. God has trained me to help train you because together we're ambassadors. Together that world change goes through us. That is our mission. Equipping and empowering. That is our goal. I have three things I want you to remember about this sermon and this year. They're three words. They're very easy words. And there's three things. Okay, everybody here can leave here remembering three things. Okay? Three words. And again, I'm going to have you say them with me. But the things I want you to think about this year when it comes to executing our vision, executing our mission, living out our motto, the three words are these. I'll say them once and we'll say them together. First one is grow. This is a year to grow. Grow together. Grow in Him to grow. Second word is to know. This is a year that we're going to spend a lot of time trying to get to know this God and get to know one another. I'm so excited at what God's put on my heart for my teaching series, my preaching series this year. Uh, we're going to do some tough stuff. We're going to go into a book of Ephesians starting in January. Uh, we're going to look at church and culture in the, in the month of October. Um, there's a lot of exciting things in the book of the month of November. Did I say the book of November? Anyway, in the uh, month of November, we're going to look at the doctrines of grace. The year to know. Three things. Grow, know, and lastly, go. All right, you ready? Got three things to repeat here. Vision Sunday. If you hear some trouble, have your spouse or someone next to you help you. Three things. Grow, know, and go. You ready? What are they? The first one is grow. Second one is no, and the third one is go. Very good. Let's look at God's Word. At the end of Peter's epistle, he writes at the very last 
sentence. In 2 Peter 3.18, he says this. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Let us pray. Father, I pray that this morning, now and forevermore, that you would be my vision. And Father, I pray that this morning, and now and forevermore, that Jesus would be the vision of this church for his glory and for our joy and for our life. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. The first thing is this. Grow. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As parents, we love watching our children grow. And oh, don't they grow amazingly fast. And one of our loved ones, one of our children is not growing properly. Oh, how we agonize. Oh, how we pray. Josh and Keely Lyon brought their daughter Salem uh, this morning. And and this beautiful adopted daughter who has had uh, skull issues that will affect her growth and surgery and, and daily I, I'm lifting her name up saying, Lord, heal her so that she can grow. So that she can grow to the girl that, that you have created her to be. And when we don't grow, oh, how it burdens the Father. How many of you in your home, how many parents have a wall that you measure your kids on? Probably many of y'all. It's awesome to see and you line them up and you compare them to their brothers and sisters so they're scarred for life. And... Uh, um, <laughs> But we, we had a home that we raised our kids in uh, for the first many years of their life, and we moved. Katie got uh, some uh, tape out and put it up on where they were and just marked all of their notches of where they were at certain ages because fathers love and mothers love seeing their children grow. Our Heavenly Father has done incredible work in each of our, our lives that are children of God. He's taken stony hearts and made them alive. He has given us life in Christ Jesus and it cost Him His own Son. He's given us life that is eternal. It's abundant. And He wants us to grow. To grow to love Him. To grow to know Him. And to grow to love one another. Not all growth is good. Uh, We want to make sure that there's not cancer growing in here. We want to make sure we're doctrinally sound. I know that not all growth is good. I just went to see a new doctor this summer. I'm so excited. I had a little difficulty with the last one. Uh, I went in there. He knew I was a pastor. It became more about counseling, which I love to do. I couldn't get a physical ever. And I I know I'm a fine physical specimen, but it was very difficult. So this summer I went in to a new doctor, so excited just to get a baseline. And they did all the tests, you know, the weight, the height, the blood pressure. And I sat for a while. It's a great office, but... Um, sat a while, I had to go. I had to go. It was a uh, very important Little League game. I think I had a coach. And so I said, I'll, I'll schedule an appointment and come back. I went back this week. They went over the same kind of stuff. They weighed me, took my height again. And they start putting in how much I weighed. I weigh, I now I had a big vacation. I weighed 105 more pounds than I did the last time I was there. 105. Well, obviously they made a mistake. So not all growth is good. The ladies look at me like, you gained 105 pounds in a month. <laughs> so the first one that last month that said I was 125. And uh, this one said I was 280. And so she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're 180. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm 180. Whatever. I wish I was 180. 
So not all growth is good. But Paul says to the church at Philippi, it's one of my favorite prayers. As a matter of fact, I think as long as I've been in ministry, I've often signed my letters this way. It's, it's Philippians 1, 9 through 11. It says that may we grow, grow in our love and knowledge, love and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is what we're here for this year on this Vision Sunday. Grow in your love and knowledge of Jesus. That is why we have our equipping center classes. That is why we beg you to go. That is why we encourage you to go. The Father wants to measure your growth. He loves you. That's why we do our band of brothers. That's why we do our women's ministry. That's why we do our small groups. It's all so that we can grow. That's what Peter says at the end of his letter. Grow. Grow in grace. What in the world does that mean? Come back next week. That's my sermon next week. Grow in grace. This entire month, we're going to spend looking at 2 Peter 3.18. I'm only going to give you a couple of highlights today. So come back this month. We're going to spend the whole month of September. What does this one verse mean? Okay. Then to know. Know what? Knowledge. Grow in our knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love trying to be bilingual. I wish I was bilingual. If I had one uh, like genie wish, it would be that I could speak two languages. And you, if you know me, you probably know that I would try to speak another language even when I can't. And I think I, could, I know about ten phrases of three different languages. And I know them well. And I tell you what, when I say those ten phrases, they sound good too. I'm just telling you. But I know a little French. J'étudie le français pour deux années dans l'école. I know a little Spanish. Me llamo jefe. <laughs> I know a little Spanish. Ohio gazimus. Ogenkideska. But what happens is when I meet someone who actually speaks that language, all of the languages start coming together. I'll say a little French, a little Spanish, and a little Japanese. And the people who I'm talking to are saying, this guy is whacked. And you can say, yes, he is. But they all have a... No amens on that. They all have a tendency to blur together. Paul says of all of his life in Philippians 3.10, he says, you know what I want? (laughs) I want to know Christ. I want to know Christ. I consider everything else rubbish. I want to know Christ and the surpassing greatness of his resurrection. The power of that resurrection. Everything else, Paul says, is a hill of beans. No, he says it's a dunghill. What do we need to know? We need to know Jesus. I love the fact that it doesn't say we got to know our doctrine. It's important. We're going to study it. we got to know so many other things. End times. No, no. you got to know the person of Jesus. He is the point of Scripture. He is the cornerstone. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the one we'll be worshiping forever. It's Jesus. May we grow in our love and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There's no other name. That is our call. He's not our starting point. We move away from Him. It's through him we see all things. I love Luke 24. Luke 24, at the end of uh, Jesus' life, and as he is resurrected, he's appearing mysteriously with two others walking uh, on this road to Emmaus, and he starts to talk to them. He starts starts with the, the law and the prophets and the poets. And he says, listen, the whole of Scripture, everything in this, it's about me. It all points to me. It all finds its relevance in me your life finds its relevance in me that's why we got to continue to say it's all about jesus my very first sermon november 3rd 2002 i said i'm starting a 25 year series on the life of jesus and we're still in it because we're going to grow in our love and knowledge of him amen
And then to go. And again, why do we have this knowledge at the equipping center classes, Bob and Wick, small groups, all so we can know him more. And lastly, to go. To him be glory both now and to the day of eternity. The whole point of Christianity is so that we worship him with our whole lives and live for him. I love Ephesians 2.10. We are, as Christians, his workmanship, his masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. We're not saved because of good works. We're saved by God's grace through faith and Christ alone. But isn't it amazing? He says, we're now his masterpiece to do these good works. That we are to live our lives walking in them. He prepared before time began for us to do this. God's created you, child of the living God, not to sit and soak. He's created you to go. He's created you to go. Tomorrow morning when you get up to work, you're going as an ambassador of Christ, child of the living God. Whatever meeting you have, whatever appointment you have, you go as his ambassador. And we're here to help train you to go. Living our lives, giving him glory. And the beauty is this. We grow as we go. It's like exercise. He doesn't want us just to stay here in a holy huddle. He wants us to go and live for him wherever you are, as a CPA, as a teacher, as an accountant, as a doctor, as a lawyer. You are a living ambassador for Christ Jesus, child of God. Go. That's why, he's, that's why he uh, is empowering us with the Holy Spirit. He tells us that we're going to make disciples of all men, all nations, all tribes, all tongues. Go. That's our, that's our job. As we go, we grow. And as we go, we know. You know what we know? That God is faithful. We come back here every week and we say, God is faithful. I know it. I lived another week as a rotten, filthy sinner, but he still loves me. And he's not giving up on me. And he's still using me. And I still go. And now I even know, even more as I go, that he loves me. And he's good. And he's faithful. So what we're going to ask you to do three things. We're going to ask you to grow. And only God can give that growth. But we're going to ask you to put yourself in a place where you can grow. Equipping center, WIC, Bob, small group, worship, so you can grow together in Christ Jesus. So that together we can know. Know that Jesus is Lord and Savior. And he is who he said he was. And so that we can go. We're going to ask you also to go right down this hall today. Go and uh, uh, sign up for a ministry and how you can be involved changing the world. You see, that's what he's calling us, Orangewood. He is calling us. Us, the family of God, he's calling us to change the world. To change the world in his name. He's given us all we need for the journey. And he's going to feed us along the way. Let us pray. And Father, I thank you for the incredible privilege that we have to know you. God, you've created us in your image to know and love you, but our sin has disqualified us. And God, instead of knowing and loving you, we want to run from you. But Father, thank you for this lavishing love that you've lavished upon us, that we can be called and can be the children of God through the one, your Son, our Savior. To him be glory, both now in this church, now in this church, and forevermore. God, I pray that this year the Spirit of the living God would come with power into this church and that we truly would grow to love one another better and grow to understand who you are and what you have called us to do. You call us to grow in our knowledge of you. And that, Father, that every day, on ministry fair days, with vision Sundays, and every day, we would go as ambassadors of Christ. We pray this in Christ's powerful name. Amen. Our ushers are going to come forward for our tithes and offerings. And let me challenge you. Be mindful. It's the God who gives to us, that gives us a privilege of giving back to Him.
as we build this great city of God. We just celebrated communion. The word means to be brought into unity. To participate in an intimate fellowship. Now that unity is not merely with one another, but primarily with the living Christ. Now watch this. As we come into unity with Christ, we necessarily come into unity with one another. And if we're united to Christ, then wherever Christ goes, we go. And where did Christ go but out into the world to serve? Now, it's true that Christ served those who were with Him all the time. And it's also true that Christ served those who were not. And so if we're united to Christ, we go with Him. Now this is Vision Sunday, and appropriately, it's also ministry fair. Now, we're going to do something that we've never done before. Right now, I want to ask all the table leaders for the ministry fair and all the volunteers who are on boards of these ministries to come forward and line up to the right of the stage between here and the door. Would the ministry table leaders come forward now and line up? And as they come forward, let me explain why we're doing this. It is not to highlight the individuals who are serving in these ministries. God alone gets the glory, and nothing is to be elevated above Him. It's not about the individuals. It's about the ministry that we do in His name. Now, we are in the midst of an historic shift in our church. Never before have we had such intentional ministry focus, both within the four walls of our church and outside the walls of our church. Now, it's important that we keep the focus in both areas, both inside and outside, because that's what our Lord Jesus, our Lord and Savior Jesus did. Now, the focus of all this and the key to all this is you. You, the members of the congregation. We have less paid staff and less professionals to do the ministry than ever before. But it's the members of the congregation who are to be equipped for the work of ministry. And so what we want to do is highlight um, some of those ministries today and show that the leaders are from the congregation, not just the paid staff. Now, we know that they're only a sampling. Many, many of you are engaged in vital ministry every day and every week, and we know that and we praise God for that. What we want to do is highlight some of these ministries so that we can um, demonstrate that the ministry is going to be done by the lay um, people of our church and not by the professional staff. Now, I'm going to throw a lot of information at you very quickly. I don't expect you to absorb all this information. 
Um, but I want you to hang with me for two reasons. One, be informed. Be informed about the depth and the breadth of ministry that is being done by you and your staff and your church so that you will have an idea of how the gospel is being spread in practical ways here and abroad. Second, listen. Listen for that one thing that picks your interest, that one opportunity to serve or to be involved. My goal is that there will not be a single person in this building who leaves today saying, I don't know how to serve or to connect. There are countless ways, and we are going to present some of those this morning. So what I want to do is I'm going to present them in rapid fire and listen to their mission statements and the purpose of each ministry and see how you might connect. I want to start with women's ministry, and there's a reason for that. The women of this church have played a key essential, vital role in making our ministry vibrant, alive, and active. And so we want to present women's ministry. I want to point out the board. Um, Would you raise your hands so that you can put the name to the face? Hilda Gamichia, our director. Kim Johnston, Andrea Vernon, Amy Fleming, and Lenore Stevens. Thank you. The purpose of women's ministry is to love and equip women through Bible studies and fellowship, to grow in their walk with the Lord, to disciple one another, and to serve the body and their community. The kind of information you'll find at their table is they're having a kickoff dinner this Thursday night, September 11th at 6.30 p.m., and every week they have a Tuesday morning Bible study, um, and that starts Tuesday, September 16th. There are plenty of opportunities to serve, so if you're interested in that kind of a ministry, visit their table. Ladies, you can go out towards your table, and we'll leave some uh, room for the other uh, leaders to be highlighted. Okay, men's ministry, Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers exists to unleash men to be all that God calls them to be, living freely and fully, authentically loving God and others. The contacts for that are Pastor Joe Creech. Jim Miller, Al Paschal, and Andy Lockhart. The information that you'll find there is uh, their Band of Brothers meeting starts this coming Thursday, September 11th, from 6.30 a.m. till 7.30 um, in the morning. And um, there's opportunities for leadership team, for teachers, and for an outreach team to let others know about the ministry. Thank you, men. Children's ministry. Listen to what their goals are in children's ministry. We desire to build a covenant community and raise our covenant children to know God, know God's word, understand God's grace through Jesus Christ, worship God in spirit and truth, share Christ with others both near and far, and gain a biblical world and life view. That's a tall order. And we have an executive director who's up to that um, task. B.A. Snyder. Um, and Sarah Jane Creech. Uh, we also have son, Sandy Dunlop and Maggie Moore, who have been incredibly involved with this ministry. Um, um, o Kids pro- Music Program is going to be run by Sandy Dunlop, and Maggie Moore oversaw uh, decorating the new nursery hallway. Let's give her a round of applause for that incredible, 
Incredible work. Okay. Okay, uh, youth ministries. Um, our youth ministry focuses on middle school and high school students and offers a variety of creative venues for ministering uh, to those students. Zach Van Dyke will elaborate more on this next Sunday, uh, but you can get a jump on a jump start on knowing uh, more about this ministry by visiting the youth ministries table. And Chip and Courtney Swanson um, will be at the table as well to tell you more about those. They have volunteer opportunities for small group leaders for the high school ministry. If you're interested in that, what a great way to serve. Okay, deacons, Sunday morning ministries. Our desire is to make Sunday morning worship an authentic place to worship the one true living God with the welcoming and friendly face for both members and visitors. The deacons are charged with overseeing this ministry um, and um, they need scores of individuals like yourself to make it happen. We've made some great progress this year, and um, the more volunteers we have, the more enjoyable it is for each of those volunteers. Let me highlight our deacons. Um, Our new chairman of the deacon board, Ross Duhame, John Demetria, Steve Demarest, Steve Soulard, and Mike Yetman. And we also have two um, officers that we'll be voting on this month, Tony Hartsgrove and Pat Vernon. Thank you, guys. Okay, hey, we need some help specifically with coffee on Sunday mornings. Um, Greeting, you'll notice we have a lot of new entrances. We want to make sure that every single person, visitor and member, is greeted when they come in. And we have to greet them on this side. We have to greet them at the main entrance and whether they're coming down the hall after dropping off their kids. Please help us. If you have a handshake and a friendly smile, help the deacons with these Sunday morning ministries. They'll have a table out there as well. Here's another exciting opportunity. The deacons are doing more with the Deacons Fund, which is to help our members in crisis, and the Good Samaritan Fund, which is to help non-members who are in crisis. They are helping more than ever. And it's very exciting because we're expanding it, not just to help people financially, but to also come alongside of them with prayer, with meals, with budgeting, and with counseling. If there's any of those things that you're interested in where you want to come alongside people in crisis, please stop by the deacon's table. It is an exciting ministry. We can train you. We have new materials. It is a great and vibrant. It's one of the best ministries of our church. Not to put anything down on the other ministries by any means. Got to be careful when you're a pastor what you say. But we have helped over 30 of our own families and as many uh, families outside of our church with over $60,000 of um, assistance last year alone. It is an incredible ministry, makes a huge difference. We want to beef it up and do even more than ever. Okay, now, another exciting change as we get to the bridge building ministries. One of the most significant organizational changes this fall is bringing bridge-building ministries under the authority of the the deacons. Um, As a pastor, I will no longer be the point person on local mercy ministry. Rather, I will help the deacons and the lay leaders with strategy, focus, and key community relationships. God has already begun to bless this approach 
as more and more lay leaders have stepped up to be the point people on these key ministries. So I'm going to highlight those very quickly. Okay, our 5K run. Um, Stacy Bartos and Curtis McWilliams are taking leadership role in that. Um, Saturday, October 4, 7.30 a.m., we are going to have a 5K run here. We need volunteers to help with the organization leading up to that. We need um, sponsors, business partners, and we need volunteers for the day of. Please stop by the uh, table and help. That race is going to benefit ministries in our community, including, excitingly, a new, um, per, they're, they're going to continue to support New Hope for Kids. They're also adding Shepherd's Hope Medical Clinic, which is one of our other ministries that we've been involved in. Very exciting addition. Come out and uh, also sign up to run. You guys look like you're in pretty good shape. I want to see who of you I can beat. I'm not a runner, but I'm going to run this year. So let's uh, get out there and run. Okay, Jobs Partnership. Georgia Punsich, a new, uh, relatively new member, is going to be the point person on that. Our classes begin January. Um, we're going to need mentors and job counselors, business leadership team, um, people to greet and classroom assistants, and people who bring meals for the students. Great opportunity for you to serve training for all those things. If you don't feel equipped, we'll equip you. Okay, uh, Restore Hope Orlando, an inner city ministry in Holden Heights. Julie Meyer and David Washington will man those tables. And um, they, have, they need volunteers for after-school reading programs and Saturday morning kids evangelistic worship. Um, opportunities to serve out in the community. A great um, ministry in the inner city. Helping Hands Home Repairs. Uh, we are working at organizing fall projects. Uh, we're going to continue with that. Uh, we are in the midst of working on two um, significant projects. Mike Yetman is uh, taking the point on that. And we need both skilled and unskilled labor to set up um, to do those projects. And we will inform you more about specifics as the weeks go on. Shepherd's Hope Medical Center in Eatonville. Beth Lou, if you are a health care professional or have any experience in pharmacy, medical filing, general administrative help, this is a great ministry. 25% of the people in Central Florida do not have any health care. This ministry gives health care to the uninsured by just people like yourself who want to give one night, three hours a month, in order to make a difference in these people's lives. An incredible ministry, opportunity to serve. Uh, True Life Choice Crisis Pregnancy Center, um, Save Babies and Save Moms. This is another amazing ministry, and it's something only the church is going to do. There is training available if you have a heart for babies and their moms. I will promise you, if you join this ministry, you are going to save a human life. You can do it. Sign up if that's on your heart. Okay, that's it for the Deacons Bridge Building Ministries. Thank you um, all, and I'm going to hit a few more, and then we're going to wrap it up. Boy Scouts. Scouting at Orangewood is a vital ministry that focuses on building character traits of confidence, integrity, and respect in the young boys of our church. Taylor Ward is going to be manning the table. Um, you can get information on how to join at the table. There's an informational meeting this Thursday night, September 11th at 7 p.m. He'll tell you where it is. Uh, Cub Scouts. 
first grade to fifth grade, Boy Scouts, sixth grade to 17 years old. Also, they need men and women for PAC and troop committees. Maitland Community Preschool went a wonderful new ministry at Orangewood, reaching into the community to provide a Christian alternative to a significant need, a safe place for children to grow and learn while their hardworking parents support the family. Betsy Wilson is the contact. She is the new executive director. The new preschool is packed out for this semester. Incredible success. They're going to try to expand it even more in January. If you have that need, please see Betsy at that table. Also, I'm sure there's volunteer opportunities. There's an all-volunteer board of directors for that ministry. If you have experience or interest there, help make this a great ministry at Orangewood. Orangewood Christian School is the biggest ministry of our church, and um, they are going to be combining with Moms in Touch, which is an opportunity for the moms or others to pray for our children on Tuesday mornings. Um, Also, there's um, incredible opportunities at the school, teaching and tutoring um, students in need and uh, classroom aides as well. That pretty much wraps it up. I'll just repeat what Jeff said. We are starting a Discovering Orangewood class next year. If you are interested in the kind of church that you've just heard about, the kind of church that wants to go out and make a difference in this world and transform Central Florida into the kingdom of God, then visit the new members of Welcome Center. Andy Snyder and Pam Thiel will be at that table and sign you up for our new members class. Thank you. I know that that was long. I know it's a lot of information. But this is your church. This is, we, we've been uh, criticized for not communicating with you. So I, I apologize for the, um, the length of it. But isn't it exciting to see the breadth of ministries that's going on at this church? Let's thank these ministers. Thank you.